Hello and welcome to episode 154 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It's my pleasure to be with you this evening. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Saturday, April 9th, 2022, and we're going to be looking at an article from a few years back by Micah Hickson from 1peter5.com. It was initially published on May 23rd, 2017, and I found it to be very intriguing, and I hope you will too. It provides some information I had been unaware of until very recently. It says, Chief Exorcist Father Amorth, Padre Pio knew the third secret. Let us begin. In a recent article on the secret of Fatima, Steve Skojak, the founder and editor of 1 Peter 5, and I'll interject here, he's now the former editor of 1 Peter 5, uh, Timothy S. Flanders is the new editor, published, to my knowledge, for the first time in the English language, words from Rome's chief exorcist, Father Gabriel Amorth, who died in 2016, about Padre Pio and his knowledge of the third secret of Fatima. They come from a newly published book written by Jose Maria Zavala entitled The Best-Kept Secret of Fatima. 1 Peter 5's contributor, Mr. Andrew Guernsey, was very helpful in finding these quotes. Since Mr. Skojek's own article is somewhat lengthy, many readers may not have realized the importance of this interview with Father Amorth, which was only to be published after the priest's death. In the following, I shall quote extensively from Steve's own post, which first speaks about Father Amorth's own conviction that the specific consecration of Russia had not yet taken place, and then enters into the larger discussion about Fatima. It a piece of the Fatima puzzle, came in the form of an interview with the very famous and now deceased Roman exorcist, Father Gabriel Amorth, also conducted by Jose Maria Zavala. Father Amorth personally knew St. Padre Pio for 26 years, and it is from this towering figure of 20th century Catholic sanctity that he claims to have learned the contents of the third secret of Fatima. Father Amorth, was interviewed by Zavala in 2011, who kept the interview secret until after the exorcist's death, publishing it for the first time in his book about Fatima. In the interview, Father Amorth relates, as he has done elsewhere, that he does not believe the consecration of the world by Pope John Paul II in 1984 was sufficient to satisfy the requirements set forth by Our Lady. There was no such consecration then, he Father Amorth says, I witnessed the act. I was in St. Peter's Square that Sunday afternoon, very close to the Pope, so close I could almost touch him. Pressed by Zavala as to why he so forcefully believes that the consecration was not done, Father Amorth replied, very simple. John Paul II wanted to mention Russia expressly, but in the end he did not. Zavala pressed the issue with Father Amorth saying that Sister Lucia herself, as mentioned above, had said that heaven had accepted the consecration. He describes an incredulous reaction from Father Amorth. Lucia said that, he asked. 
Zavala continues, Well, Cardinal Tarcisio Bertone said it, in the year 2000, hiding behind a letter from Lucia dated November 1989, in which she stated that heaven had admitted consecration in spite of one of the most important conditions. Have you seen that letter? he asks, as if conducting a police interrogation in search of evidence. Never, I say flatly. I do not think you'll ever see it, because I'm convinced that Lucia did not write it. How are you so sure of that? Why didn't Bertone show it when he should have, when he announced the third secret of Fatima? A simple photocopy of the manuscript, included in the official dossier of the Vatican, would have been sufficient to dispel any doubt. If the Vatican has always been scrupulous in providing the documentary proof that authenticated the information by Lucia on minor matters, what reason would they have to skimp on the only documentary evidence that, according to Bertone, validated a fact that without doubt was of as much importance as the consecration performed by John Paul II? Yes, it's weird, I admit. You really think Lucia took five years to write that the consecration had been truly accepted, and that Bertone waited no less than 16 years to announce the validity of something so crucial as the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary? Father Morse's voice sounds like dry leaves. It's all very strange, in truth. I, Zavala, not again. Moreover, he adds, if the consecration of the world to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, made by Pius XII in 1942, was only partially accepted, because he did not specifically mention Russia, says the editor, for Jesus said that in view of it, the war would only be shortened rather than finished immediately. Why would he now change his mind with John Paul II if Russia was not mentioned on this occasion? It will be an incongruity, yes. Rather, so, I have no doubt that the consecration did not occur on the terms required by the Virgin, but we must not lose sight of what she herself wanted to tell us through Lucia. In the end, my heart immaculate will triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me, and it will become, come to be thereby, granting itself to the world a time of peace. The interview digresses here from the topic of Fatima, but Zavala returns to it again later. Forgive me for insisting on the third secret of Fatima. Did Padre Pio relate it then to the loss of faith within the church? Father Gabriel furrows his brow and sticks out his chin. He seems very affected. Indeed, he states, one day Padre Pio said to me very sorrowfully, you know, Gabriel, it is Satan who has been introduced into the bosom of the church and within a very short time will come to rule a false church. OMG, I'm not going to say it, but this is what Zavala says. He actually says the words, some kind of antichrist. When did he prophesy this to you? I, Zavala, ask. It must have been about 1960, since I was already a priest then. Was that why John XXIII had such a panic about publishing the Third Secret of Fatima? So that the people wouldn't think that he was the anti-pope or whatever it was? A slight but knowing smile curls the lips of Father Amorth. Did Padre Pio say anything else to you about future catastrophes? Earthquakes, floods, wars, epidemics, hunger? Did he allude to the same plagues prophesied in the Holy Scriptures? asked Mr. Zavala. Nothing of the sort mattered to him. 
however terrifying they proved to be, except for the great apostasy within the church. This was the issue that really tormented him and for which he prayed and offered a great part of his suffering, crucified out of love, says Father Amorth. The third secret of Fatima? Exactly. Is there any way to avoid something so terrible, Father Gabriel? There is hope, but it's useless if it's not accompanied by works. Let us begin by consecrating Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Let us recite the Holy Rosary. Let us all do prayer and penance. Thus ends Steve Skojek's own presentation of certain passages of the New Zavala book on Fatima. Father Amorth is a witness here to a Padre Pio, whom he first met when he himself was a 17-year-old young man, told him directly and personally. Father Amorth states in that same interview that Padre Pio even let him sometimes read his own spiritual diary. As we reported earlier, Father Amorth had also already stated during his lifetime that he did not believe that the consecration of Russia has taken place a statement which was just confirmed by Cardinal Paul Joseph Cordes. In December of 2015, Father Amorth had said, The consecration has not yet been made. I was there on March 25, 1984, in St. Peter's Square. I was in the front row, practically within touching distance of the Holy Father. Pope John Paul II wanted to consecrate Russia, but his entourage did not, fearing that the Orthodox would be antagonized, and they almost thwarted him. Therefore, when His Holiness consecrated the world on his knees, he added a sentence not included in the distributed version that instead said to consecrate, especially those nations of which you yourself have asked for their consecration. So indirectly, this included Russia. However, a specific consecration has not yet been made. You can always do it. Indeed, it will certainly be done. And adding my own two cents this, to this, Hopefully, that consecration was done validly and it was accepted by Our Lady of Fatima by Pope Francis on March 25th of this year, 2022, as I'm speaking to you now, and by all the bishops of the world. This paragraph then concludes the article from 1 Peter 5 in 2017. As with other spiritual sons of Padre, C Padre Pio, Dr. Ingo Dollinger and Father Luigi Via, for example, it seems that Padre Pio is still effectively with us, working through those whom he met and guided while still on earth. It seems to be part of his legacy to help us in these difficult times. Let us then pray to Padre Pio of Petrocina and ask for his intercession. Well, of course, he was and is an incredible saint, deeply devoted to the rosary deeply devoted to the Blessed Virgin Mary. As a matter of fact, I'm just reaching here for my copy of Champions of the Rosary. The subtitle is The History and Heroes of a Spiritual Weapon. And you want to talk about devotion to Our Lady and devotion to faithfully saying the rosary. Um, he was an absolute warrior and a prayer warrior. They used that term to describe people, and it was 100% apt for St. Padre Pio. He had the ability to uh, 
by locate, of course, he experienced the stigmata. And I just wanted to share with you some things that he said about the importance of praying the rosary as we conclude here. These are some quotes, some rosary gems. Love the Blessed Mother and make her loved. Always say the rosary. And all the following here are going to be quotes by St. Pio of Pedrocina. The rosary is a weapon in our hands with which we can overcome the devil's attacks. Our Lady has never refused me a grace through the recitation of the rosary. Go get my weapon. And by weapon, he meant the rosary. Love the Madonna and pray the rosary, for her rosary is the weapon against the evils of the world today. The rosary, that is my weapon. Satan always tries to destroy this prayer, meaning the rosary, but he will never succeed. It is the prayer of her who triumphs over everything and everyone. The rosary is the weapon that wins all battles. And the last quote here, was by St. John Paul II. It would be impossible to name all the many saints who discovered in the rosary a genuine path to growth and holiness. We need but mention St. Louis-Marie Grignon de Montfort, the author of an excellent work on the rosary, and closer to ourselves, Padre Pio of Petrocina, whom I recently had the joy of canonizing. Let us conclude with the prayer for the hastening of the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. O Immaculate Heart of Mary, Holy Mother of God, and our tender mother, look upon the distress in which the whole of mankind is living due to the spread of materialism, godlessness, and the persecution of the Catholic faith. In our own day, the mystical body of Christ is bleeding from so many wounds caused within the Church by the unpunished spread of heresies, the justification of sins against the Sixth Commandment, the seeking of the kingdom of earth rather than that of heaven, the horrendous sacrileges against the Most Holy Eucharist, especially through the practice of communion in the hand, and the Protestant shaping of the celebration of the Holy Mass. Amidst these trials appeared the light of the consecration of Russia to thine Immaculate Heart by the Pope, in union with the world's bishops. In Fatima, thou didst request the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays of the month. Implore thy divine Son to grant a special grace to the Pope that he might approve the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. May Almighty God hasten the time when Russia will convert to Catholic unity, mankind will be given a time of peace, and the Church will be granted an authentic renewal in the purity of the Catholic faith, the sacredness of divine worship, and the holiness of Christian life. O Mediatrix of all graces, O Queen of the Most Holy Rosary, and our sweet Mother, turn thine eyes of mercy towards us and graciously hear this, our trusting prayer. Amen. That, of course, by Bishop Athanasius Schneider. Prayer to St. Joseph for soul in purgatory by Father Donald Calloway. St. Joseph, reigning in heaven with Jesus and Mary, intercede for the souls in purgatory. Today in particular, I ask you to turn your gaze to the soul who is most forgotten in purgatory. This soul longs to see the face of God, O good Father. Ask the Holy Trinity to take this soul to the glory of heaven today. Remember me, St. Joseph, when I die. I beg you to be prompt in delivering me from purgatory so that I can see you, Jesus, and Mary face to face. 
Amen. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis. Sancti Osef. Terra daimonem, ora pro nobis. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to this episode of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast once again. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. Please share this podcast with everyone you know. This is Our Lady's podcast. I am merely the host. It's all dedicated with as much love and respect as I can muster by the grace of God, dedicating this to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and that the message of Our Lady of Fatima, telling souls to repent and believe in the gospel, to love Jesus, to pray the rosary every day, I want to make this message known to as many people as possible. So please, I ask you in your charity to share this podcast with everyone for the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, for the honor of the Blessed Mother, and for St. Joseph, of course. And please pray most ardently for the eternal salvation of Pope Francis, the Supreme Pontiff of the Universal Church. Goodbye, and God love you.